When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown Special. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast where two movies with something in common usually go head to head to find out which one does it better. I'm Chris Tilly. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. And for this episode, we're doing something a bit different and putting out a clash-free show, which means we're basically winging it. (laughs) There will be arguments, there will be recriminations, there will be tears. Welcome to the end of year best of writing the runs of 2020 bonus episode! Release the Kraken! Um, just, I just wanted to say, and this is uh, on a more serious note, just thank you to everybody that listens to this show and makes it what it is. Because this year, obviously, everything shrank so much. And for me, speaking personally, to be involved in something that was bigger at that time was really helpful. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody and obviously to you too as well. Oh, it just means a lot. It really does. That's really, that is so nice. That's a really nice thing to say. Thank you, Victoria. I mean it. Did you enjoy 2020 on the pod? I will start off by saying that Alex completely spoiled the film Contact for me. And I'm kind of upset because when they meet the aliens, I always thought that was an amazing scene. And you you, you pointed out how crap it was. Yeah, that that is a really ridiculous scene. Yeah, I didn't do this podcast to like films less, but that's what happened there. Did anything like that happen to you? Um, now you're winging it. <laughs> uh, well, I am winging it, but no, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess I've got a bit. I, I mean, I'm coming at this show uh, where what you said at the start about writing wrongs. I'm a little bit angry with some of the verdicts uh, that we came up mm-hmm. with. Now, I do know 
somehow you've managed to get away with us not discussing Deep Impact and Armageddon because it falls outside. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. Outside of 2020. <laughs> yeah, we're not, so we can't do it. So we can't talk we about can't do it. your biggest mistake. No, it's Your it. mutual biggest mistake that you've ever made on um, the podcast. Armageddon's a terrible film and Deep Impact's just slightly less terrible. Well, no, Armageddon's a better film. Uh, so anyway, so we can't talk about that. But yeah, I've sort of, I've had a look through uh, some of the polls that mm. are run on Twitter and it's, it's fascinating to me how many times that you guys have voted for one thing, I voted for another thing, and actually, when it comes to the poll on Twitter, people take my side. Also, uh, they live should have won that week, <laughs> but uh, we get to that. We get to that section. I know, I know, man of the people, Alex Zane. I'm um, watching back to back Shane Black films this year. Spoiled Shane Black a little bit for me. Seeing how, Don't seeing how often, it. seeing how he does the same thing over and over again. <laughs> seeing he comes back to the same characters, same archetypes, same jokes, same scenes. Um, I wish I hadn't watched that much Shane Black in such a short period of time. <laughs> you should space them out every three or four years. Yeah, I mean, the big one for me was uh, Dead Boobs opening two Shane Black yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Alex, did you prepare and tell me what your fifth best film of the year is? Yes, uh, my fifth best film of the year. Now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now because watching the films for Clash of the Titles takes up a lot of my film watching time. Yes. I haven't actually seen that many new movies that have been released in 2020. Also, not that many new films have been released in 2020. Right, which will explain why my fifth favorite movie of 2020 is Underwater. Oh, really? I really enjoyed Underwater. Yeah, I thought it was great. I'm a big fan of underwater movies, and <laughs> this one was good. I think the star of Underwater is incredible, and, you know, it makes some missteps, but I actually genuinely enjoyed Underwater. I know someone who I believe did an uncredited rewrite on that film who listens to this podcast. Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, hello. Potential future guest, maybe? Yeah. Now that we've established that I'm a big fan of yeah. Underwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vicky, uh, you only had three favourite films of the year when we last spoke. <laughs> so, so it's fine I'm, if you haven't got five. No, I've got five. I'm What's your fifth? My fifth is Tenet. So that is a bit controversial because it was nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. But it just to be in the cinema was a treat. And I'm picking it as my fifth best film of the year for the first the, for the opening ten minutes, or maybe it's even the opening five minutes mm. when the in the when the orchestra is. I went on about this at the time. The orchestra is tuning up, and you know something's going to happen. And the way it's shot and edited, it kicks off like half a beat before you think it is. And it, I jumped out of my chair. I thought it was amazing. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, my one is a film called Possessor. Brandon Cronenberg, second film, David Cronenberg's son. Andrea Riseborough stars it. It's about um, an agent who works for a secretive organisation that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies to do bad things, basically. Okay. And it it actually sounds like my kind of movie. It's frigging awesome. I mean, Brandon Cronenberg's definitely following in his father's footsteps in terms of body horror. And there's some serious hardcore violence in this film, but it's really effective. And that's out. Uh, You can rent that now. So... Well, uh, worth a watch. I'm sold. Hardcore violence, body horror, lovely. Right, favourite clash of 2020. Uh, I asked the listeners to pick some of theirs. Um, <laughs> do you know what our most listened to episode was? I think I might have told you as oh, well. Was it Alien? Knives Out. Was it? Is that our most listened to? And I also um, asked Blondine to tell us what 
our least listened to episode. Why would you do that? Thank you. Why? No, wait. I'm going to get mad. Because if it's something I picked, I'm going to be upset. Oh, please. No, please. Because I think it's funny what it is. I think you could probably guess what it is, actually. This is not, this is ever. This is in 18 months. Is it when I picked uh, The Relic versus House of Wax? No, it's oh! not. It's not. Come on. Is it's it? the one that's Wait. most likely to be our least listened to, Wait. I would say. Oh, I know Just what it is. Me. I know what it is. It's um, the, yeah. the one where I always get the titles confused. Yeah, I, I the, had to write them down. <laughs> the, 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 the Princess Switch and a Christmas Prince. Oh, Correct. That's how I'd listen to episode. Yeah. So good job we didn't do the sequels, I think. <laughs> uh, really? But we asked the listeners. Um, Josie Bob said her favourite is Castaway versus Moon versus The Martian, just because of Vicky getting cross about The Martian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember when you get that rash up your neck. I'm still, I'm still. Mad um, about that. Elliot Harris says um, Darkman versus The Crow for the controversial ending and for introducing me to perhaps the greatest scene in cinema when Neeson explodes out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the one I flipped my verdict? Oh no, that's no. not the one I flipped. Uh, Liam Johnson says thanks to the pod. I watched the Alien movies for the first time. That was a great pod but I think I most enjoyed discovering Bone Tomahawk and Ravenous <gasps> that was a good week both oh, great yeah. movies that I will be watching many times again and that's nice when we can introduce people to films like that because yep. they both deserve an audience those movies and I mean not that we're keeping score but uh my choices. Alex, stop it. <laughs> uh, Dan's, Dan Stokes says, LA Confidential and Chinatown, two great films, and I enjoyed the Angelica Houston story. I'm yeah, sure also uh, wrong verdict from you guys. Twitter agreed with me on that one. Uh, Steve B says, I thought there were many great clashes here, but I think my favourite was Jaws versus Jurassic Park. Um, but I also enjoyed the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man remake because it's such a bonkers movie. And I enjoyed that as well because I'd never seen that. Mm. And... I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I feel bad about the Jaws episode because I think uh, someone tweeted going, Alex just really talked for uh, an hour and no one else said anything. <laughs> I, I will say that that is the only movie where I had to do that. Like uh, uh, Aaron says, tough question, but I'm going with Jaws versus Jurassic Park. Lots of great chat on two great movies, but I especially love the extreme jeopardy. What would Alex have done if Jaws didn't win? Lost my fucking shit. Yeah. He suggests murder. Yep, not sure. far off. Andy Gaffney said that one as well. Um, two banging films, but it was the story of the would-be scuba diving jockey. <laughs> Wait, what was that story? Uh, when they, they cast a guy who was a, a, a jockey oh, to go in the cage under, yes, underwater. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you about yeah. it after. It's a famous Jaws story. I, yeah. I know lots of them. Yeah. Uh, Zinko <laughs> says, my favourite is the Commando episode. Arnie jokes are always funny. And I remember just cracking up laughing in a forest, uh, like when you talked about the scene where he gets to the island. Ah, yeah, the scene where he gets to the island. Mm-hmm. Where he strips. Yeah. Yeah. And also the amphibian plane. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he was in a forest when he talk, when he was laughing at that. That confused me. I was thinking, was Arnie in a forest? I think Zinko was in a forest okay. when he heard, listened to it. That's nice. Well, being listened to in a forest. Yeah, Commando was my favourite film to revisit. Really? Yeah, it makes me makes me think maybe I'll get. I want to do more action films. I just had really good fun just going through that scene by scene. I remember when I announced that as a pairing and you lost your shit. I was like, it's Commando and Taken. I was Are you like, what? Well, I literally, I think I was going to do it for like the week after. So it was such a, because str- we've talked about so many in the pub, but I don't think we discussed that one. Uh, Frank B says, Elm Street versus Candyman. I found the most interesting. I laughed the most at Hand the Rock the Cradle and Single White Female. And... Ryan D says, Alien v. Aliens, two absolute classics, granted from the same franchise, but it made the homework all the better. Mm. Um, special mention for Jaws v. Jurassic Park and line of the year, he was all in. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's talking about his penis being inside her? 
No, no, the opposite. I'm all in, as in it's gone in. He, he's him and he's like, oh, I'm all in and it's gone in a bit and it's not going anywhere out. It's not going inside anything because it's not out. Yeah. What? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, what Vicky. are you doing? Oh, Vicky, what do you mean? Have to cut all this. this is nonsense. <laughs> this is dead air, essentially. <laughs> what are you? Do you don't think that? Do you? Do you? I can't oh, speak. Yeah. I do. She's basically talking. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite though was getting to do Flash Gordon just because I've wanted to do that since we started because it's just got all the elements I think makes a good film to cover in that it's entertaining it's weird it's got a, a crazy story behind it it's got all these fun actors and anecdotes and yeah I was worried about that because I know it means a lot to you and I was worried to cover it but I think it went alright well, there was a few erased eyebrows that it didn't win that week I know though. I can't believe I didn't pick Flash Gordon yeah. I know I can't believe you didn't but I mean I I don't think it's as good a film. It's not as good a film. That's why Guardians won. That was a fine week. That actual verdict gets the thumbs up from me. It's all the others that get the thumbs down. And I'm glad I got to do Caddyshack and Escape to Victory because I know I'm the only person in this room who's really into those films, but it just meant I got to scratch a very particular itch. Yeah, I was glad I wasn't here for the Escape to Victory day. I took that one off. We had a fine replacement, if I'm honest. That's right, yes. Uh, Any more for that? Any more favourites that you guys want to mention? Do you or- know what? Weird. I really liked the fly in Hellraiser. Mm. And I think it's because it was so off for Valentine's. It yes. was so much fun to watch those around Valentine's Day. Should we try and find something even darker for this <laughs> the next Valentine's yeah. Day? Yeah. I quite enjoyed Love Actually in the holiday recently. Yeah, that I was did. quite good fun. I will, that for me is what this podcast is good for for me because it was so cathartic because I've been waiting to have that conversation and I know there's a lot of screeching and a lot of rash and a lot of whatever. But I can't, you know, I said, I really meant it. I cannot think of better people to have that conversation with mm. than you two and the people that listen to this. I enjoyed talking about Love Actually a lot more than I enjoyed talking about the holiday. Yeah. Sure. And yet you both voted uh, for the holiday. The holiday was the winner that Because it's week. a better film and it's less... It's, uh, yeah, okay. I Love mean, Actually is reprehensible. So... It's disgusting. Uh, let's just take a look at uh, the uh, Twitter... We haven't got uh, to Miscarriage of Justice yet, so uh, okay, you're, okay, you're right, in the wrong fine, section. I'll just wait. Uh, Twitter question from Josie Bob. What are your snacks of choice when watching films, Vicky? So this year in 2020... Um, I have gone fucking bananas for Bombay mix. <laughs> I can't stop eating Bombay mix. It got me through lockdown uh, with Negronis and cigarettes, obviously. Mm. But I will just sit. <laughs> and... She knows how to live. <laughs> she knows how to. Can you? Can you what, what a picture to paint. You on your sofa. <laughs> pouring it. I use a spoon. For Bombay mix. <laughs> Who the. What oh. are you? Because I want as much of it in my mouth as possible. Oh. I'm sorry if this is making you feel sick, listeners. No! Got it's just a fag hanging out of your mouth. We've With just a brony in the other hand, pouring, pouring Bombay mix. Get me another drink! <laughs> this is Boxing Day for a lot of people, that mental image. Is it, is it wrong that I really want Bombay mix now? There you go. Yeah. Hit that mix. Don't be ashamed. Uh, Ale- Alex has <laughs> even got a catchphrase. I thought of it. Hit the mix! <laughs> When my Bombay mixing was getting out of hand yeah. and I couldn't not have it in the house. So you're aware you've got a problem. Yeah, I was. I made myself, I killed myself laughing in the kitchen. I was like, Mark, listen to this. I'm going to hit the mix. He was like, shut the fuck up. But I was like, uh, huh, huh, I'm so funny. That's my year. It's just been Bombay mix with a spoon. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Alex, pistachio, snack of choice. Pistachio nuts. I find it very, very relaxing yeah. to uh, to shell and then eat. And it also tempers how fast I eat because mm-hmm. I'm a fast eater and I often feel sick after a meal because I'm like, <laughs> get it down, get it down. Like like someone's going to take it away from me. <laughs> so I don't know whether that uh, comes from my childhood where like food. Was, poor, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but uh, I, I, I eat pistachio nuts quite slowly. So I was thinking this meant what do you eat at the cinema? Which, that would be awful sitting next to you if you're selling peanuts <laughs> during a film. Pistachio nuts. But uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm too... Really, of the two of us, mine's the worst. She's no, sitting there weird. with a groany, smoking, I'm in, I'm in <laughs> and bombing. Can you imagine sitting next to a bombing no, mix? it's fine, because it wasn't specific there. I'm, I just thought of it, what do you, what, what you have at the cinema? I'm hitting the mix! Hitting Big the laugh. mix! <laughs> All right, uh, me, uh, when I was a kid, it was minstrels. Uh, now it's popcorn. Used to be sweet, now salted, and never the twain shall meet. Are you kidding me? You don't mix? No. You're insane. And that has caused me problems in my relationship as well. That's mad. Why, in what capacity? Well, she likes to mix and I don't, yeah, so we end up having to just do so. Do you mix? Of course I mix. No, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's not. the best thing No, the sweet world. and savoury should not cross over. I don't <laughs> have pineapple on my pizza or anything like that. Right, fourth best film of the year, Vicky. Incomparable, but okay. Um, Uncut Gems <laughs> is my fourth best film of the year. It is a stress fest from start to finish. And I think the reason I liked it so much is um, because I did love Adam Sandler, but he is fucking annoying. So what happens to him? You're like, God, thank God for that. But also you have a lot of love for that person. I did. Yep. Um, As I said, uh, not seen that many movies uh, this year. So... um my number four movie, uh, favourite movie of the year, is Underwater. It's uh, under <laughs> Underwater. No, it's not. Uh, it's uh, The Invisible Man. I thought that oh, was... did you like it? I really enjoyed that, yeah. I love her. Mm. Thought it was good. But the conceit that you never see him mm. until the end, mm. there's a big plot point that depends on, has he discovered the hidden thing or not? Mm. I'm trying not to ruin it. But because you can't... <laughs> You're not doing very have well. I ruined it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, but I was unsure because you can't see him. Do you know what I mean? To me, it was just... For a movie that could potentially be quite seedy and nasty, um, I was just, I really quite liked the fact that they made The Invisible Man and it was thrilling and scary. It was really scary. And I just, it it, it got rid of a lot of the bad taste that Hollow Man had left in my mouth. That's a poor choice of words uh, for that film. Oh, (laughs) oh God. Yeah. The bit where she's got the like blanket and he stands on it and that's all it is. I was crying scared. It was Hmm? terrifying. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm going for a film called Relic, horror film starring Emily Mortimer. Uh, we did that on the show, The Relic. Yep, great oh. film. <laughs> it's about a daughter, a mother and a grandmother who are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. And it is dark, but it is amazing. Um, thoroughly recommend that. A horror movie, is it? Yes. Oh, great. I'm going to write that one down. God, you've got some good suggestions. What was the first one again? I'm going to write it down. Possessor. Possessor. I kind of give you some good suggestions. You Your next me- and the guests were a good one. Uh, right, biggest miscarriage of justice in 2020 with listener picks. So these can't be ones that you've just found on, you know, under a poll. These, these have got to be the real thing. Uh, better off red message to say, the thing is a masterpiece while the hateful eight is an inferior imitation and not in the same league. During the verdict, my boy Thrilly unfavorably compared the thing to Alien, which affected his decision when he should be comparing it to the hateful eight. <laughs> That's funny. Harsh, harsh. <laughs> and I still feel bad about that, but I couldn't help it. When I watched the thing, I had a problem with the beginning. I had a problem with the ending. All these problems that I didn't think I had with that film. Did you pick the hateful eight on that episode? I did. Oh my God. I still feel, I feel weird about it and I don't really want people knowing. 
I've blanked that out. That but was so disturbing. I a thought choice. it was a better film. No, gosh, jeez, Chris, come on. So yeah, that was one um, aiming at me. Marion says Bram Stoker's Dracula losing to Interview with the Vampire. Despite the accent and the rain dancing girls, <laughs> the cinematography is beautiful. From colours to sceneries, the soundtrack is mesmerising, and Oldman Hopkins are geniuses. I'm agreeing with Marion on that one. Yeah. Uh, that was certainly a tough week. Yeah. I, I, granted, they were very close. I'm sticking with Interview with a Vampire just for the ending, though. I think I said that at the time. Mm. The ending oh, of Interview yeah, with in the a car, Vampire. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Sam says, I am legend winning over 28 days later purely because of the video quality. Shambles. Uh, yes, Killian Murphy turns ninja at the end and the film's resolution is poor, but the sense of danger in 28 Days Later from both Eccleston and the zombies is so much more intense than that of CGI zombie dogs and slaphead, white mouth, veiny mannequins. Uh, and that was one where I was upset. I was, I was really surprised that 28 Days Later uh, lost to I'm Legend because I just don't think I'm Legend's very good. Uh, I just, uh, well, this is just going to, this adds fuel to the, the fire uh, from that tweet already, but it, it, it is the quality for me. It's like, it's so bad to uh, to watch now on a uh, big screen TV. It's, I, I couldn't believe that it was. Um, I love the way it looks. No, I know. I To be honest, listening to that tweet, that actually does almost make sense. The fact that it does give it this urgency and this documentary kind of footage. Yeah. I just remember at the time just going, this is, this is difficult to watch because it's so bad. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Do we pay any attention to Rotten Tomatoes? I don't usually, but... They gave 28 Days Later... 87% and I'm Legend 74%. So, so make of, same ballpark. Same make ball. of that what same you thing. will. No, they went with me. Um, uh, and then we got a few on one particular episode. Okay. Uh, Jack said, if the alien aliens debacle isn't addressed, I'll never listen again. Good, Jack. Hello. Um, Ryan says, aliens is the better film and alien is a work of art. Aliens yes. is just better for me as it's more rewatchable. Not as scandalous as the Armageddon tragedy, though. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Travesty, sorry, travesty. And Aaron... This made me laugh. I'm sorry, and this made me laugh. Obviously, Alien over Aliens. No. Nope. Absolutely scandalous. One could even argue that if not for Aliens, Alien would have faded into relative obscurity. Oh, so he's saying Aliens as well? This yeah. Is, oh, right. This is true. This, I, I, I stand by that. I Isn't think... that bonkers, though, that without Aliens, Alien would have just disappeared? Because <laughs> it's, so, it's so forgettable. The, the, look, it's that's taking things to extremes, uh, but I do think he's right. Um, aliens is the better film. It's not, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> this is this feel. It, 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 it is the better. Well, let's film. let's check in with Rotten Tomatoes. But why are we suddenly using Rotten Tomatoes as this barometer? Because we're to, having a debate. No, to back up your debate. It's, I'm just checking the critical consensus. Um, aliens, eighty-seven percent. Alien. Sorry, Aliens, 97%. Alien, 98%. One percent. <laughs> alien wins. He's so happy. Uh, semi-pro poddy said uh, he's upset about literally none of you caring about the princess bride oh why what happened on that episode Did never I guess every story, story must have won oh yeah I think I picked the princess bride though yeah you might have done I might have done mm. I definitely didn't no okay. so that's that sorry are we going to talk about the crow no None of, neither of you Rem- remind me what happened so you two mm-hmm. broke my heart mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I didn't. Remember. I don't. I didn't enjoy it. You, you did didn't it. enjoy making me that upset. You did at the time. I remember looking across at you and going, "This is hilarious." But do you yeah. want me to? Do you want us to lie to make you happy? Yes. <laughs> but I'm a. I'm a critic. My reputation. My word is all I've got. And so if Jesus I start Christ. saying the, if I start saying the crow is better than Dark Man. 
I'm not worth. I'm not worth anything to anyone. It was such a. I would never expected the crow to lose in a million years because I love it so much. I can't see what's wrong with it. Yeah, that's your problem. I know. You, you, you can't see. I really you can't, can't see. see past I the fact it's it not. Ex- I love Flash Gordon so much, but I can see what's wrong with it. I can't do that. No. Yeah, no. I I stand by the dark man result. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that was the correct answer. No, I don't. Yep. All right. Recrimination's over. Okay. Uh, yeah. The holiday, this is from Katie. The holiday beating Love Actually. Madness. Um, we have this. This is from Aaron. Flawed movie, Love Actually. But the holiday sucked. <laughs> I think mostly because of Jack Black, who was horribly miscast, but also the writing, direction, editing, and general concept. <laughs> Other than that, it was great. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a great film. <laughs> uh, Anthony Peacock says both films are flawed, but the holiday really is shit. <laughs> uh, and the eventual poll, uh, apparently, we were allowed to quote Rotten Tomatoes willy nilly this episode, but. But lo and behold, we mentioned an actual poll on our Twitter. Where's my poll? Yeah, well, your poll (laughs) speaks volumes because it says 75%... To twenty five percent in favour of Love Actually being the better film. If you listen, what I voted for on the day. I think. I, mean, you, I think you're insane to think the holiday is unwatchable. At least Love Actually is mad. It's disgu- <laughs> Love Actually is disgusting. Well, you're you're a middle aged man who might want to diddle oh. your secretary. It's like having heard the reasons we've given for Love Actually not being I, the best film to then still say you want are I'm, you upset I, that he called you middle age I no I, I'm, I'm basking in the idea that I'm the kind of guy who might have a secretary <laughs> <laughs> never thought of myself as a secretary owner you wouldn't pay a million this is what this, this is, is why I love love actually this yeah. is the problem yeah. this is the problem property she's my property and how oh, can no. how can a film with the Chris Marshall scenes win it's offensive. Just me and 75% of our listeners agree. Uh, Twitter question from Steve B. Have you thought about taking a show on the road and doing some live shows when the world isn't a COVID riddled shit show? I think that's, uh, I think he's answered his own question there, but yeah. yes. <laughs> We'd like to do that, wouldn't we? Yes. Yeah. Good. We would, Steve. <laughs> Can't say any more because there's nothing happening. But when stuff does get back to normal, we'll try and make something happen. Third best film of the year, Alex. Uh, my third best film of the year is, uh, <laughs> again, I haven't watched many movies, uh, but I, I stand by this, Gretel and Hansel. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. I really enjoyed Ooh. that. I thought it was very good. It's beautiful to look at as well. So, yeah, really enjoyed Gretel and Hansel. And there's a good Punch and Judy film came out this year as well. Uh, that I didn't see. Yeah, yeah, but Gretel and Hansel. Okay, excellent. Vicky? Uh, his House. I thought the setup was brilliant. <gasps> I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. The performances were amazing. It's scary. There are proper jumps in it. The politics, the internal politics between the couple is rich, like transfixing, but obviously the external politics, the global politics, and it's still got a really, really good twist towards the end. It's brilliant. Yeah, the, the synopsis, a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. That is also my third choice. It's the first film to give me nightmares since Paranormal Activity, which is a uh, 15 years ago, maybe. So that's a good enough review for me. And is that on? I think it's on Netflix, isn't it? It is on Netflix. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, this is from Stackhouse. I watched 10 minutes of The Holiday last night. A truly reprehensible experience. For all its many faults, at least Love actually has some redeeming features, mainly Emma Thompson. That's true. 
guests. I asked who would the listeners like to see guest in 2021. Um, Is but, every answer Mark Addy? But, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look him in the eye. Yeah. Like, He's all in. <laughs> that poor man, if he ever found out. Um, but first, I want to say thanks to James Moran, Daniel Kruper, Pete Donaldson, Paul McAvoy and Noah Sagan, who all guested this year and... Good job they did too. Yeah. Uh, Alex suggests Ben Wheatley or Alice Lowe. Ben would be funny because he's such a grumpy bastard, but I don't know if he would do a podcast. I do know Alice a bit. I could ask Alice. Mm-hmm. She's great. Uh, James said, I thought Krupa was excellent last time. I'd like to hear him again or maybe one of the other RKG video boys. I can speak to Gavin Rory if people are keen on that. We had three Edgar Wrights. Three votes for Edgar. Mm-hmm. So I could ask that question. I think I'm going to be doing something with him next year. So if people want Edgar, we can ask. That would be awesome. Two Warwick Davises. Two people wanted Warwick Davis. Is this, is this the 12 days of Christmas with guests? <laughs> Three Edgar Wrights, two Warwick Davises. He's going to be busy now because he's just started shooting the new Willow. Right. But... When he's done, maybe when we do finally do Willow, which I'm sure we will get around to. As long as they keep the score from the first movie, that's one of my all-time favourite scores. <laughs> Frank has suggested Brett Goldstein. Oh, Funny yes. man, yeah. funny man, knows his films. Yes, yes, Does yes. a good film podcast. Uh, John, John says, realistically, perhaps someone like Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Uh, he seems pretty down to earth and up for a giggle, or maybe Mark Strong. Uh, both, I like both them. Mark, we've talked about Mark Strong. He's brilliant, isn't he? Uh, yes. To interview. He's wonderful. I'm a big Mark Strong fan. That would be awesome. Uh, Johnny and Ross both asked if we could get uh, Frank Welker on the show. That's a brilliant idea. I have looked into trying to contact him, um, uh-huh. but he doesn't seem to be on social media at all. So, And I don't know what he'd make of it, really. He's quite an old man now. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about you quite yeah, a lot. Why? Um, uh, Is there no mention of Tim Curry? I said without without Tim Curry. Oh, okay. I said, okay. yeah. Because I, I knew surprised. everyone would say Tim Curry. Right, fine. Um, nearly done. Uh, Paul suggests Tom Savini. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. He'd yeah. be very cool. Um, Anthony, Morgan Freeman. I can categorically say we will not be getting Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's a long shot, but he'd like to hear the voice of God uh, on the podcast. Actually, I might be doing um, some work with Morgan Freeman next year, so I can ask him. <laughs> and Alex has asked uh, that we get Fede on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if only to go, Fede. 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 Have you texted him? No, he's got time. He hasn't replied to the last one right, yet. He's had a bit of time. It's, it's, it's probably in his drafts. Yeah. Don't rush him because he needs a little bit longer than a year. <laughs> to reply. Uh, can we talk about... Um, I, I have a, a kind of miscarriage of justice on the show. I know I feel like the only thing I've brought to the table is moaning. Yeah, it's, so far. It's quite exhausting, Alex. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, get used to it. Um, can we talk about the most insane pairing uh, on the show this year? Uh, because I, I still fundamentally think that Waterworld versus Aquaman was a ridiculous pairing. Don't look at me. I'm not. I'm looking at Chris. I chose something else. I think Waterworld and Mad Max Fury Road belong together and we can never now do that. That's true. Mm. Good. Got that off my chest. Yeah, Chris. I mean, I said it a lot in the yeah. pub as well. We, yeah. We've dealt with it. Do you feel better now? They were two water men. Um, there was some. Uh, there was a lot of support for you on Twitter recently, Victoria. Um, a thousand percent agree with Vic on the whole earthquake controversy on the Flash Gordon pod. Unless I'm completely wrong, Earth is the name of the planet, not the name for soil, right? 
Yes. Oh, yes. I'm trying to. I can't. Why can't I articulate myself well enough in these stressful situations? It's because Chris was glaring at me. Mm. It's they wouldn't have that. that was word. From Connor. Connor sent that. Yeah, but some... there were loads arguing the other side as well. We got a bunch of messages arguing the other way. Well, it's obviously confusing. Just throwing her a bone. Um, Thanks, <laughs> Alex. Yep. Uh, from RM93. What music do you use for the theme of the pod? You know this, Alex. Oh, yeah, you came equipped. You said you. I literally pre- prepped you on this. Yeah. Well, I sort of. I felt that the minute I WhatsApped you it, then I was sort of out of the equation. <laughs> I was like, I'll send it to him, and then he'll have it because he'll have printed it out or something. Uh, so you didn't th- send me the info. I did. No, you I didn't. You did. said I know what it is. No, I sent it on. Now, now this is a man. Here we go. It's called. It's from uh, Pond Five. <laughs> Pond Five. If you ever use Pond Five, you'll find that funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Pond Five. Uh, it is called Fight Battle Scene Background. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't use it because we own it. Uh, Actually, I, I use it if you want. No, we bought it. Well, we we, we, we it. bought it, but I think other people are still allowed to license it as well. I don't think when you license something from Pom Five, it's just for you. Yeah, that's why it's so cheap. Yeah. Okay, I'll live but, and but, learn. But also, please don't. This <laughs> 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 is kind of our thing. Fight battle music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second best film of the year, Victoria. Parasite. Oh, good one. Um, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I was gripped. And also, people talk a lot about whether it's uh, satire or what is it. But for me, the draw was the the tightness of that family as a unit, like how close they were together um, and the relationships between the parents and the kids. And I thought, and you know, despite everything that happens, they remain close. And I really liked that. Alex. Well, it's, it's not actually that far away from Parasite. Uh, my number two movie of the year is The Wrong Missy. Uh, Give over. <laughs> I loved it. No, you didn't. I really did. I, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, a, a Netflix comedy uh, from the Adam Sandler School of Comedies, okay. uh, starring uh, David Spade. Yes. Um, uh, it's very good. Oh, I have to watch it. Yeah, you don't will. watch it. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Right, there you go. It. All right, whatever. But... Exactly. See? <laughs> have you even seen Parasite? <laughs> yes. Mine is Uncut Gems. Um, for the reasons Vicky said, my reviews on IG, if you want to read it, but I love that film. I think it's brilliant. I'm scared to watch it again. I don't know if I ever would watch it again, and maybe unless we did it on this show, because it's so stressful, oh, but it's so entertaining. Right, merchandise. If we make some merchandise, what do the listeners want? Um, Aaron said, coffee mugs and t-shirts are a good way to go. I would happily wear a shirt to advertise the pod. Chris wants... I'm all in on a t-shirt or a mug a big mug apparently for decent sized brew so that's good to know that's nice is there one of uh, the velociraptor from uh, Jurassic Park 3 going hello Alan Joel says I want merch of Alex animated as a velociraptor saying hello Alan (laughs) or maybe the quote did you just say Bathwank when was that that was recently did you say bathwank? No, I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, did I? Yeah, 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 yeah. You wanked in a bath. Um, Rich oh. wants. How do you? Are you present when we're recording this, or is it all just? Is this like a journey for you through? Like, are you finding stuff out for the first time? I said I had a bathwank. Yeah, I you said, said you've had a, a bathwank. I can't believe we've said bathwank so many times. Stop it, uh, this Rich. Is, this is Boxing Day. Sorry, oh god, that's awful. Happy Christmas, everybody. Uh, Rich wants plus the title slippers. Uh, Matthew, Matthew, who you know, who. Uh, we spoke to you today. 
My boss? Yes. Oh, right, yeah. He wants, hi, Matthew, by the way. Um, He wants Alex, Chris and Vicky Bobbleheads. Oh, that's nice. That sounds dangerous. Thank you for being so supportive, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Uh, Matthew. Elliot wants popcorn bowls and Elliot does design. He's offered to design stuff for us. Yes. uh, Which is very nice. Giles suggests Tim Curry sauce. (laughs) <laughs> we might have to ask him <laughs> don't uh, know that we can just start making that no. Elena says uh, cinema ticket style key ring or a notebook for Clash Pod movie viewing Ooh, with the pages nice split idea. in the middle to make your own notes pre-pod lovely idea. I think that's a lovely thought that's yeah. great and yeah everyone seems to want I'm all in on something so well done you've created a monster Vicky <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, if, maybe Earthquake will be on the next one If that doesn't make any sense to anyone uh, I would suggest you go back and listen to the full Monty episode For uh, just clarification on why I'm all in became a thing um, Unless you'd like to clarify Actually no you can't clarify Because you still stand by your insane argument About what he actually means when he says I'm all in Yeah <laughs> they, Even though even though it's probably the most tweeted about thing We receive people going what, what is she talking about? You you yeah. refuse to back down. Be- just watch the scene. I am right. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed in it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 Days of WrestleMemus, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. That's why also America is, like, leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have... to dismantle. <laughs> <laughs> to dismember. Dismantle, dismember, To stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I'd you get would. blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Sukarnov. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Twitter question from Paul Jordan. What is the scene that has made you cry the most ever? Mine would be, this Paul's would be the opening montage in Up. And that's up there for me. Yeah. I can't watch it. Agreed. Um, what about you guys? Oh, it's the end of Arrival. Um, mm, which... So I only watched Arrival because you told me to. Mm. And I was like, okay, great. And I was loving it and, lo- and I loved it. And then I realised where it was going mm. and the music. So the Max Richter music. Mm. And then when she, because it, it, it speaks to my absolute and lots of people's darkest, darkest fears, which is if you knew what would happen to your kids, would you still have them? Mm. And, and, oh, and then when she's, she's and I looked up the quote because I was just I even thinking about it is difficult. And when she says, "Despite the journey and knowing where it leads, ooh, I embrace it and welcome every moment of it." And it's so brave and true and so fucking sad. Mm. And, and it, but it's it's such a yeah. It just taps into some very dark, scary things, and that's why it makes me cry. Alex, uh, the bit where the helicopter goes over the side of the building in the Matrix, and Neo goes <laughs> Trinity. <laughs> weird um, mine is when he plays catch with his dad in Field of Dreams oh yeah you said that. it yeah. always gets me but the opening of Up is 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 next to, right up, next to that it's up there uh, what is your best <laughs> what is your best film of 2020 Alex uh, Extraction uh, the Chris Hemsworth I haven't watched movie. that either it's so good is it's it? such a good fun no. it's very stressful but it's great I really liked it Ah, I think maybe the audience is getting glimpses into why Alex picks the films he picked at the end for the verdict. <laughs> the wrong missy and extraction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, go, we're going parasite. <laughs> like cut gems. Granted, uh, I wrote this in the cab on the way here and I, I may not have thought as much about it. And this sure. feels like the kind of list that may come back to haunt me in some <laughs> But for the moment, it's extraction. Uh, Victoria. Uh, the Vast of Night. Have you seen it? I have, yes. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. So wrote, produced, directed, edited all by the same person and it's his directorial debut and what I love about it is like you got your shot and you just fucking smashed it and I love that for him Mm. and I think... I don't know what he's doing and obviously COVID has like wrecked everything for a while but I can so see him like a Ryan Johnson like he just did this thing that's his total his vision so it's about this small town and are they being visited by aliens and you've got this brilliant relationship between this uh, the the girl who's like on the radios and then this guy and it doesn't fall into a romance where you think it would but they, it's not like a meet cute thing that's really brave to, to not do that but the way it looks, uh, the payoff at the end, but just the singularity of the vision. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's his first goal. I mean, he's done other stuff, but I just love that. Like, you've got your moment and you just went for it and it worked. It's Which is the choice. same way I felt about Brick. Yeah, great choice. Good choice. Uh, I'm going for Parasite. I saw that when I when I missed a couple of shows when I was at Toronto Film Festival last year, I had to review that. And that was one of those moments where you're sitting there 
knowing you're watching a masterpiece. I haven't had that feeling since I watched Get Out, just thinking this is incredible. And then you start, I start getting this anxiety saying, I, thinking, I hope you stick the landing. Don't fuck this yeah. up because this has been so good. But it builds and builds and it really does have that fantastic crescendo. I just love him as well. I mean, I love every one of his films, apart from Otka. I didn't like that one. But um, yeah, I just think it's a really special film. And it's, I think it's the best film of the last few years, to be honest. Uh, he, he, you haven't seen Extraction though. <laughs> <laughs> so. Until you've seen the this weekend. <laughs> uh, final question from Twitter from Russell: uh, What films are you guys looking forward to over the next few years? I guess the next year. I'm hoping Ghostbusters and Quiet Place Two are good. And can someone make a Predator film set in World War Two? <laughs> oh, did you ever see uh, a friend of mine made um, Predator Dark Ages, uh, which is a Predator set in the Middle Ages? Which oh, is really cool. good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so anything you're looking forward to? So I am looking forward to Ghostbusters, but obviously I'm quite scared. Yes. Because, oh, sure. um, but I'm really excited about Promising Young Woman with mm-hmm. Carey Mulligan. That, that, mm. the tra- there's a couple of trailers. They're fucking brilliant. That's out really soon as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just looks, it looks like it's my dream. And also Candyman. Uh, did he say Candyman? I can't remember. No. Nope. But I think the the um so the near Costa Candyman I think that to me from what I've seen of it is the way that that story should be told yeah. and I like the Candyman we've got mm. but I think it's a, re- a really good idea to it's do a product, it like it's this. a product of its time and this one really does look yeah. like it's taking it forward now with it being uh, your favourite movie of all time how nervous slash excited are you for the new Ghostbusters I'm really nervous because I'm not a massive fan of is he called Finn Wolfhard um, mm, kid from I'm just not I'm just not his biggest fan like I, I think he's good and and whatever, but I, I'm just not like I'm not like oh brilliant he's in it okay, uh-huh. uh, which is an awful thing to say about a young actor, but I'm just that's how I feel. And then when I saw the trailer and there's the, the end of the trailer and he finds and he finds Ector up one, and I was like oh my god, like I'm freaking out. But what if it's shit? Like what if it's shit? Yeah, it will. I will be so sad. And like the um the Kristen Wiig Ghostbusters, I really enjoyed that, but because it wasn't a completely new story. I felt so protective over the old one that it wrecked my enjoyment of it a little bit. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I, it's, it's, I find it astonishing in the the, the Kristen Wiig version. I've never seen um, a Bill Murray cameo in which he's not funny. Yeah, and it's that's that's it's, it's surprising yeah. how how bad the cameos are. And the bit where Dan Aykroyd rolls down the window, I think he's a cabbie in it, yeah. and he's like, I it, like they're like, don't go to Times Square; it's full of ghosts. And he actually says. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Mm. And you're like, that's not even in the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's the song. The what song. are you doing? <laughs> Alex, what are you looking forward to? Um, they genuinely are making an extraction too. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm already on board for that. I'm very excited Great. about that. Is that it? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say The King's Man I'm looking forward to because I went on the set of that one and it looks really good. I think it's going to be much better than people are expecting. Uh Based on the trailer in the Heights, I'm really excited about um, Lin Manuel Miranda's mm-hmm. musical, which is not something I would have thought I'd be excited about. But yeah. I thought that trailer was brilliant. Edgar Wright's got a new film. I'm looking forward to that because I've just started watching The Queen's Gambit because you told me to. Yeah. So I'm in love with her um, mm. and yeah. Taylor Joy. So it's can... called Last Night in Soho as yeah. well. I'm, I always like a Soho movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that. And then uh, another one, The Many Saints of Newark, which is um, it's a it's a Sopranos. Um, prequel about how Tony Soprano 
got to where he got. But what's special about that? It's David Chase doing it again. But what's special about that is Michael Gandolfini is playing Tony Soprano. And he's James Gandolfini's son. Oh. And I just think it's really special that because obviously we lost James Gandolfini. He's a really good actor and he's starting to look like his dad. He's like a slim version of his dad. And I just think if they get that right, that could be, be brilliant. a new, yeah. you know, really special gangster film. That would be good. Excellent. Right. Shall we have a quiz? <sighs> I will tell you this? the score. I will tell you the score. I'm really pleased Vicky won because the score is now 9-8 to Alex. Okay. So Alex, if you win, you've won. Vicky, if you win, it's a draw, and then I've got a shit tiebreaker. Okay. Um, what are you doing on your iPad? Are you looking stuff up? You no, don't even no, know sorry, what the... no, 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 sorry, no. You, you both know what the questions are. Do we? Yes. She can't look them up because of what how I've picked it. So yeah, I, I never you... do that. By the way, for anyone that can't see, I never cheat. I don't what. what? So I'm I... not convinced. Uh, I've I've seen a new side to you with but the minute this Oscar statue yeah. appeared that we are playing <laughs> they for brought out the worst you've changed <laughs> I really want one of them <laughs> so I asked Alex and Vicky for their favourite film by a bunch of different actors and so we're going to do a bit of a Mr and Mrs here so that's why I can't cheat right. I so I'm going to ask uh, Vicky yeah what is Alex's favourite Eddie Murphy film is it Trading Places Beverly Hills Cop or Beverly Hills Cop 2 oh you fucker I, I see that I couldn't decide between one and two so I'm going to go with Beverly Hills Cop 2. The Alex. answer is Beverly Hills Cop. Fuck off! Oh. <laughs> so close, but so, so far close. away. I'm so sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched them both again recently just oh. to make absolutely sure. And I do think 2 is great, but Beverly Hills Cop for me. Okay. It was my introduction to Eddie Murphy as well. I remember staying up late to watch that and going, who is this guy? This is amazing. Okay. Right. Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Eddie Murphy film? Is it Beverly Hills Cop? Is it Dolomite is my name? Or is it The Nutty Professor? Interesting. I'm going to say The Nutty Professor. What is your favourite Eddie Murphy film? Dolomite is my name. Oh. Incorrect. <laughs> The nutty professor. <laughs> really? But he's in a fat suit. <laughs> do you like the fact? Do you like the fact? I thought he'd think you'd like it. Yeah, that's where my mind went, and that's where his mind went. Um, <sighs> all right, we know each other so well. <laughs> Vicky, what is Alex's favourite Julia Roberts film? Is it Erin Brockovich, Ocean's Eleven, or Closer? It's Erin Brockovich. Alex. The answer is Ocean's Eleven. No, it's not. <laughs> of course it is. God. Erin Brockovich. <laughs> Jeez. I'm so, I didn't even know we were going to get multiple choice. No, so I've just written that down. No, so in front of me, I've got it. Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Erin Brockovich. You've never seen it? I've never seen Erin Brockovich. Oh. Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Julia Roberts film? Is it Pretty Woman, Sleeping with the Enemy or Erin Brockovich? <sighs> it's... Erin Brockovich. Correct. Yeah. Vicky just gave herself away. <laughs> Fuck. You gave yourself away a little bit there. <laughs> You've never seen it. Could it possibly be Erin Brockovich? <laughs> uh, Vicky, what is Alex's favourite Adam Sandler film? Is it Wedding Singer, Uncut Gems or Happy Gilmore? Oh, shit. See, in front of me, it's either Happy Gilmore or The Wedding Singer. It isn't Uncut Gems. So... I think you want it to be The Wedding Singer because it's better than Happy Gilmore, but I think really it's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore! Alex? I can't remember what I wrote for this. I think, well, whatever it says on there, it is Happy Gilmore. Oh my God. It's Happy Gilmore. Yeah! <laughs> oh my God, yes. 
Vicky got the point. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Adam Sandler film? Is it The Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, or Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Vicky, what's Alex's favourite Bruce Willis movie? Is it Die Hard, The Sixth Sense, or Unbreakable? It's Die Hard, and you can't say it isn't. It's Die Hard, yeah. It's, of course, Die Hard. Die Hard, that's a point for Vicky. Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Bruce Willis film? Is it Die Hard? Is it The Sixth Sense or is it Unbreakable? I think it's The Sixth Sense. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Correct. I remember that episode. You bang yeah. on about how much you bloody love that. Really like yeah. <laughs> Vicky, what is Alex's favourite Sandra Bullock film? Is it Demolition Man? Is it Speed? Or is it Gravity? This is so hard. It isn't Gravity. It's too serious. <laughs> uh, I'm not helping you. Don't look too right, right, well, It's Demolition Man. Alex. The correct answer is Speed. Shit. Yeah, I Do love that movie. you know what I movie. thought you might like? As the Heat. Yeah, I love the Heat. Yeah. I love the Heat, but the bus, when it does the jump in Speed, makes yeah. me cry every Fair time. Fair enough. Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Sandra Bullock film? Is Ooh. it The Net? <laughs> is it Miss Congeniality? Or is it Speed? Uh, it, 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 I mean, do you even need to ask? It's the net. Is it the net? Okay. Yeah, Correct. that's not. That's h- hardly fair. <laughs> Die hard for Bruce Willis. Yeah, all right. it all evens out. <coughs> We're down to the last one. Uh, Vicky, what is Alex's favourite Tom Cruise film? I really struggled with this. Is it Mission Impossible? Mm-hmm. Is it Mission Impossible 3? Mm-hmm. Or is it Magnolia? It's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 1. The correct answer is Mission Impossible 1. Yeah! (laughs) Thank God. Okay. Love that movie. Alex, what is Vicky's favourite Tom Cruise film? Okay. Is it The Firm? No. Is it Tropic Thunder? Mm. Or is it Magnolia? Well, I think she might find Magnolia. Oh, I don't know. I don't think she'd like it. (laughs) I think based on his performance, it's Tropic Thunder. Incorrect. Oh! But I really, really, really struggled. And I do feel bad for you because I wanted to pick Tropic Thunder, but it's Magnolia. Yeah, okay. I'm but sorry. we have a winner. I know. Alex, congratulations! Yeah! Oh, can I get a trophy? <laughs> well done. Uh, I'd, I'd like to thank uh, Victoria thank for allowing me to know her so well <laughs> that I now have this little gold man, the Clash of the Titles quiz champion. Well deserved. Give us a smile. There you go. I'm going to put that up on the. You're going to put it in the bathroom. Uh, Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to put it in the bathroom and I'm going to look at it. And every time I see it, I'm going to text you and go. (laughs) (laughs) So 18 weeks that was, and a 10-8 victory to Alex. But well played, both of you. Yeah, thank you. Everyone, everyone should be proud of this. Vicky stormed ahead, and then Alex, you've just been on a fantastic run. You've been on a very, very effective run. (laughs) Recently, I feel like I've been on the game. You have not on the game. Have you? <laughs> Times are tight. It's been a difficult year. So that's it. We're coming up to um, January where you guys can pick the films. Uh, we're up to 189 pairings and uh, we want more. So show at clashpod.com. Uh, do tell us why you're picking the two films you're picking and we'll see what we can do. Uh, what are we doing next week, Vicky, on the next show? With- Stop looking at me like you don't know this. That's the third time you've done it. <laughs> We've even recorded the episode already. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Chris, yeah. you are doing When Harry Met Sally. Sure. 
and Alex, you were doing while you were sleeping. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, lovely stuff. Should we say some thank yous, though? I want to say a quick thank you to Katie and Blondine. Yep. We've been editing this show through the year and done an amazing job. We wouldn't be what we are without those two thank you very much thank um, you we've got Andrea doing our Instagram as well now so she's doing a bang up job there do check that out if you can um, thanks to Chris who's doing the Twitter Chris <laughs> is doing a terrific job on Twitter he, he is great <laughs> uh, yeah thanks to Stakardoff thanks to you the listeners yeah. basically as well that's the most important thing mainly thanks to you because uh, we wouldn't do it if you didn't listen so thank you very much indeed it's, um, it's nice to have you there yeah so we won't ask you to follow us or review us or rate us this on this show we'll just say thank, thank you, you for being you thank you so much and um, are we going to we're going to be meeting again before new year we aren't no no not us but hourly as in uh, never mind I was I don't understand the question uh, we've got another show before new year so I think I yeah. say happy I, I was going to say happy new year but then okay. I think there's another show you, where say, I, you say it on that one yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well I'm glad I spot the ending somewhat yeah that was, that was I, I mean sort of you know symbolic it feels like that was the right way to end <laughs> <laughs> the show I mean end as you began uh, guys thank you so much for listening uh, we'll be back with you uh, next week doing while you were sleeping and when Harry met Sally bye bye This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.